0: Body Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Mazurik. And today we have a very interesting topic, a topic that I talk about quite often uh, when I do my little solo uh, episodes, and because esoteric is a big part of my life and a big part of my practice and a big part of what I've been doing the past four years, uh, most importantly, just getting certified, which was super exciting. And so today we're going to talk about what is esoteric healing um, and really dive into some really good knowledge. And the person that I feel like... And this particular episode that's perfect at explaining that is a lady named Constance. And she is going to be here today to introduce a lot of this information. Um, And let me just briefly read a little bit of bio on her. Constance McCloy, she has an active practice of esoteric healing for people and animals since 2001. She earned her uh, national Association of Esoteric Practitioners Certification in 2013 and currently serves on the NAEH Board of Directors Certification Teacher Membership and Education Committees. Quite a busy lady. Uh, Constance is an I-N-E-H, well, we'll talk about, ask her what that means, accredited teacher of esoteric healing, providing classes in person and via distance technology in California, California. Colorado, and Indiana. She enjoys leading meditation groups, walking in beautiful nature with friends, singing and playing folk guitar, hugging animals, and collaboratively creating new ways of learning. Welcome Constance. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you um, spending the time and offering uh, your wisdom because even myself, I, I have a hard time explaining what esoteric healing is. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm going to enjoy your take on it, and probably will steal a lot of your words as I continue on my journey of explaining what the heck is this stuff called esoteric healing. So first of all, before we get started, um, how did you get? How did how did your life evolve into the esoteric
1: um healing? Well, I have a kind of a very background. Um I by education am a physical therapist and so I've always been interested in health and well-being on a lot of different levels. Um and um my doctoral degree and and teaching um background is is more towards the sciences and so I taught a lot of um um, anatomy and physiology, and biology of aging, and health promotion, and those kinds of things. So I've always enjoyed the sciences, um, and then also um, enjoyed the spiritual aspect of life too. And so um, when I first encountered esoteric healing, I was I was teaching university courses and those kinds of things. And um, a friend of mine said, "I think you would like this class. Why don't you take this class?" And it happened to be an esoteric healing class taught by another physical therapist. So when I took the class, the first thing I noticed, you know, as a PT, we're used to using our hands. And so I was, um, I almost started laughing. It was like uh, you you could sense the energy physically with your fingers and hands. And what made me laugh was that the energy had been there all along. I just hadn't known that it was there. And that just like everybody else, there's certain ways that each of us kind of puts our antenna out for sensing energies. And for me, it was touch. And so um, um, I was excited to hear about that and to try it out myself. But I was mainly excited because esoteric healing has a way of putting all these various uh, pieces together and so there's an aspect of anatomy and physiology in it but there's also a huge aspect of psychology in it the psyche of the human being and then there's this beautiful way of looking at life through the eyes of your soul and through spirit and so this was the one thing i've always enjoyed things being integrated. It was the one thing that pulled everything together. I could understand better why things were happening physically. I could understand why things were happening emotionally and how that affected other things. And then I love that science and spirituality really come together in in the the healing art of esoteric healing. And so I think I'd been looking for this and didn't know I'd been looking for it. And for me, esoteric healing was the vehicle to explore all of those kinds of things. That's, oh, that's so That's beautiful.
0: Uh, And I I would agree with you and experience the same. Uh, When you say
1: science,
0: so there's a lot of, uh, what, what do you mean by science as it
1: relates to esoteric healing? Well, when you put it all together... The sciences are part of this, and so um, esoteric healing, essentially esoteric means that which is hidden or behind or within. It it is looking at a human being through the human energy field, and um, um, quantum physics, quantum quantum mechanics tells us now that we not only have a field, but that we are, are an energy field, and that there's different things that affect that field. And so if you're looking at this, what we would call, you know, basic sciences or or our traditional sciences, um, there's an aspect of the quantum physics there in terms of uh, energy being energetic beings, just like everything else is, and that there's different ways to impact that energy field. Science, because we're still looking at how the human body on the physical level works. And so we're looking at human anatomy and we're looking at... um, uh, how how the physiology uh, of a person works, but there's a science behind um, psychology, and psychology is a big aspect of of esoteric healing, and so um, it it um, esoteric healing really has a way of putting these things together, and so this is not woo woo; it's real. Um, I think that because the when we're looking at energy, we're we're dealing with energy. The question is, is it real or not? If we can't see it, is it real? And so uh, one of the things that's fascinated me over the years is to watch how technology, which couldn't, these are very subtle energies, initially couldn't uh, sense those energies or measure them or show them somehow. Now there's technologies that actually can do that. And so we can study the human energy field and what changes it what helps it, what seems to be um, beneficial in terms of health, and just how the energy field itself interacts with the physical aspect of the person. You know, how are these two things connected? So when you ask about science, there's a lot of science in there. um, Where where the the delight comes in is to look at um, what it is that really affects that human energy field and what we're finding is that the energy of of one's soul or spirit or, or divine self, whatever you want to call that aspect of self, um, has a big impact on that energy field. So,
0: can you explain how when an esoteric healer works with another physical body, how the healer can affect? And I don't and and and. I don't. I'm not. i am not am not attracted to the word healer because I don't consider myself a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, but how can you explain to the listeners how working esoterically with another individual can create
1: healing? Okay. All right. So I'm going to write that down so I don't lose track of the original question because I'm going to have to go around Robin's barn a little bit mm-hmm. to take you there. So part of this depends on what you believe or, or think we are in our true reality. And so you've all, most of us have heard this uh, um, phrase um, that we are essentially um, a spirit or divine being or soul living in a human body. Okay. So some of this depends on what your beliefs are in terms of identity, who we are. And so if we have that knowing that each person is divine, that there's a divine aspect of them. And that it's that divine aspect that really um, uh, animates that person, that really keeps that person alive, helps them to stay healthy, um, that there is something going on here. Somehow this divine aspect of self is very real. When we're not connected to it, we, we die, we pass away. And so if we're looking at... That thought or belief, and you know, not everybody has that thought. This is something that I find to be true for me and for other people. Then when a healing facilitator is working with somebody, what they do first is they center in their own heart center, and they connect with their soul. They align with their soul, this aspect of the divine self, whatever name you want to call that they connect to that divine aspect of the person they're working on. And so the connection is soul to soul. Esoteric healing is very respectful. Even though a person's giving you permission, you you even on the kind of on the inner plane, ask their soul's permission. Can I work with you today? Um, And you can sense a yes. In this connection, then you also put your awareness on the divine source, whatever name you call that. And it's called a number of different things in various religions and philosophies. Some people call it Allah, some people call it God, some people call it the universe or the all it is. But essentially what's happening is there's a connection soul to soul to source. Because the premise behind esoteric healing is that when the energy of a person's soul is not flowing fully through those energy, that energy field, that the energy doesn't get to, through that field into the physical body. And if that happens over time, then what can happen is that it creates what's called dis-ease or disease. So there's an aspect of the energy field that sits just underneath the physical field. It's a matrix, it's a, it's a blueprint of what's in the physical. And so if that blueprint that is actually affected by our emotions and our thoughts, the energy of our emotions and thoughts affects that blueprint that underlies the physical part of us. And so if the soul energy, whatever you want to call it, the God energy, the divine energy, doesn't get all the way through, then what happens is that the energies that get into the physical are not of a, a frequency and a vibration that are health-enhancing. And so the idea of a healing facilitator is they work on the field itself to connect it to that person's soul, light, whatever you want to call it, um, to help the energy that's moving through these what we call subtle bodies. That's just the field around us. It helps to clear the subtle bodies and helps to um, make the energy less distorted and helps the energy to get all the way through the physical So say, for example, you're working with someone that has really strong fear about something that's going on in their life. When we go to assess the energy field of that person, what we notice, especially around the solar plexus center area, is that either the energy is not flowing enough or lots of times I'll feel it and it's doing this. It's wobbling just like a top. And so when we connect in this way, What's happening is that we just ask for balance and wholeness to allow that. And that does affect the energy field of the person you're working on. And what happens is that the energy becomes uh, calmer. it, The energy expands, becomes more expansive. It um, has, a, has a more peaceful state to it, and it starts to flow. And that helps with conducting better energies into the physical. We make it sound like the energy field is separate from the physical, but it really, it overlaps right into it. There's no way you can pull it or separate it out. It's all, it's all connected. So that was a really long answer to your question. That was
0: an amazing
1: answer. Um, it, and it, when I hear you
0: explain that, it makes me feel very grateful that I can help do this. It's mm-hmm. um, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, it, it is a, a journey. Now, with that being said, I was having a discussion the other day with somebody, and so I wanted I, I thought of it as you were speaking. When somebody, disease within a body can ultimately cause disease that can turn into cancer, potentially mm-hmm. death. And it's an inhibited soul life from what we understand. Mm-hmm. But it's also very interesting that I hear lots of times with people that go, I have a friend who has cancer and they're dying. Mm-hmm. And they were an amazing person. They were mm-hmm. so kind. And so they did so much mm-hmm. for humanity and da, 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 da. And I always say to myself, that's interesting because to me, disease is inhibited soul life. So what? what's your take on that?
1: I think it's a really good question, and it's kind of a, a mystery in some respects. So, you know, my background as a, as a physical therapist, and, and probably in your background and the work that you do, we're used to working with people and seeing an issue and helping them heal in that issue and, and, and move on and become, you know, really healthy and go on with their lives. And so we're used to particular outcomes. In esoteric healing, we set an intention that anything we do is according to the will of the soul highest good will the soul and what that's different that means I have to let go of control (laughs) I have to say okay I want I have to let go of saying okay I want it to look like this and um I want them to get better now I have to let go of that and that's why we we ask to allow balance and that is to allow the soul to do its thing and whatever its thing is we can't always tell and so there's a mystery about this there 's a lot um, a lot of well esoteric healing and a lot of the background um, philosophy about it comes from what we call the ageless wisdom and there 's a lot of writings in the ageless wisdom they 're from um, in, the, in its entirety it, it these are philosophies that were developed uh, before all the world religions were developed so this is ancient ancient philosophy. But part of that philosophy talks about the fact that um, human beings come to earth in some ways to, to learn. And we learn a lot of different ways. One of the ways we learn is through hardship. It's through challenges. And if you're a human being it is more likely than not that you're going to have some hardships and some challenges because that's just part of being a human being and having a human life. Um, The Buddhists have a lot to say about that. Um, And so when someone has cancer and they do what they feel called to do in terms of healing modalities, they might do... Chemotherapy. They might have to have surgery. They might call in um, uh, their friends to help. They might call in energy workers. They might call in their their uh, minister, whatever it happens to be. They do what they feel called to do, what what seems to be comforting to them. But that whole time, they're learning, and um, there's things that we learn under those circumstances that we don't learn in other ways. When our life is good and everything is fine then we're not really learning about what to do when things are hard. Mm. And so that's the best that I can do And um, in terms of explaining that. I have a friend, my, my first esoteric healing teacher um, died when she was 57. and broke my heart. And she set the intention that she would go through her last days. She had a couple of kids and the whole bit. But she wanted to do this with, with love and wisdom. That was her intention. And there was learning going on, not just for her, but for her family and friends. And I can guarantee you, we would have would not have been learning those things if she had not walked that part of her life in that way.
0: Yeah, I thank you for saying that. Um, I, I do feel uh, when I explain those types of concepts with clients, uh, part of that Understanding is about what I learned from a book called A Soul's Plan by Robert Schwartz. Uh huh. Um, yep. Which at that time, years ago, I struggled with the dark side of the reality of things. Yeah. You know, why is there uh, abuse and why do people go through cancer and die? And there's such sweet, innocent people. And mm-hmm. he did a, an amazing job for me that. That may be so, but they came here with a mission and an experience, Mm -hmm. and we're not in control of that. Mm -hmm. We, as in in control of them healing, it is their soul's plan, and um, there's always a reason behind that, and that was something that sort of I explained to this client when she was angry, which we don't... Mm -hmm can be angry, but understand that angry doesn't serve you in all ways. And if you can have c- compassion and understanding, hopefully then the anger can be released and know that we can't control everything. And even an esoteric healer, our intention is always to help, but it is according to that soul's plan for them. And um, I think that's, our, our, that's something everyone needs to respect. Uh, and, and so I want to ask this next question. Do you, do you feel that somebody, in order for them to get better, do they need to understand esoteric or have faith in esoteric and believe in esoteric, esoteric in order to be helped?
1: That's a really good question. Um, it's kind of a both and question. Uh, Esoterics, it's kind of hard to understand, even for those of us who do it. (laughs) And so having a client understand all aspects of it um, isn't always going to happen. What I do know is each of us has some unique way of understanding something or, or experiencing something that seems to be beneficial or supporting changes that are positive and um, something speaks to that person about that modality. So some people, you know, the effect of esoteric healing, a couple of really common effects are it helps with calming. It really calms the nervous system. A lot of where the energy comes in into the human body is right under those nerves, and so it really calms things down. Uh, Next common effect is, is pain relief. It really helps with pain relief. But the, depending on the person, it it also can bring in really good insights. That person gets very good insights about what's going on. And sometimes it doesn't even happen during the session. It comes later that day or a few days afterwards. Yeah. Um, or they, they get clarity about a certain situation. Or they get um, more comfortable about a decision they need to make with their life. Mm-hmm. And so um, – a person doesn't necessarily need to understand all the ins and outs about how all of this works. I'm not even sure we understand all the ins and outs about how the, all of it works. Um, but those are some of the things that I see with the clients that I work with in terms of the human clients. Um, is that once they they what it does is it it it, um, it really. Um, it, it gives them a piece of the puzzle they don't have yet, <laughs> or it reinforces a piece of the puzzle they think they have but aren't sure, but they get a better sense of, okay, this is this is where I'm at. This is what I need to work on. This is what's next. Or it may be that it's as simple as, you know what, when I'm getting esoteric healing, I feel like everything's right in the world, and I'm really connected with within, you know, with the divine within. And so you can see all these different ways people experience it. And it it talks to them in different ways because everybody's unique in how they bring that in, how they experience it.
0: Yeah. And I and I also think that when we ask part of that process is we ask for their permission. And part of them saying yes is a kind of a spark of being open to it. And then the second opportunity is asking their soul, which the soul is saying, yes, they need, I always find it interesting when I ask their soul, you know, I'll get souls that'll be like, thank God you're here, finally, yes, we need help. And then you'll get a, I'll get like a a feeling in another uh, being where the soul is, you know, yeah. Like, okay, you can, there's a little hesitation. It's, it's always interesting, the energy that comes through with that, but honoring the decision of a yes or a no.
1: Um, yeah. And I'm going to interrupt you too. It's not always all love and light. Um, we, we have, um, in, uh, esoteric, we talk about personality and the personality is the physical, emotional, mental self. And then there's the soul self. And, um, sometimes within the personality there's some subconscious stuff that when the timing is right comes up and it's usually you know it's what what Jung called the shadow side it's it's that which is underneath and so esoteric this thing about um, you know uh, esoteric meaning that which is behind or hidden or within also means that through this work through the the human energy field you're also dealing with consciousness at all these different levels and so Esoteric healing, when the timing is right and you shine the light of the soul on that subconscious issue or whatever it happens to be, and it comes up, then what you're talking about too is, is there's kind of a release. You know, if, if there's an anger about a certain situation, there's a, there can be a release for that. Um, even if the person doesn't know what it's about, um, the energy gets through and supports that, and um, it's a very It's a beautiful energy. Um, But sometimes it's showing us, okay, it's time to deal with this one. It's circled around six times, and now it's like right in front of your face. Okay, it's time to deal with this one. So, yes, it helps with calming and pain relief and all that. And sometimes it shows you, okay, time to pay attention to that one.
0: Yeah, um, that's very interesting. And also when you were talking about, like, our work as – originally I started working only with the physical body and then it sort of manifested in the integration of um, nutrition and then the mental emotional aspect. And then I found esoteric, which brought in the whole spiritual aspect. And I'm always grateful. the first word that comes to mind. Um, Yesterday, I just got a new client that comes because he has physical issues, mm-hmm. um, mechanical dysfunctions that are creating acute pain responses. And that's his initial. But the more we talked, it was very interesting because um, I always ask the universe to give me what, um, what I would enjoy and love. And we both would create uh, an, a, a healing. Uh, like I would learn from them and they learn from me. And Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a beautiful process, but it's to honor what I do, which is, isn't just work with physical. I, I, I work with all of it and that's my love. So I always mm-hmm. ask that if you bring somebody to me, that that's the potential that we have. So, but as we carried on the conversation of initial meet and consultation, he, he sit, then started talking about. His nutritional deficiencies, and and maybe that was something that we could look at, and then it unfolded into um, some addictions that he has, mm-hmm. and some mental, emotional that um, maybe if we have time, or maybe if you, if you do that kind of stuff, maybe we could work on that. Which you know, I have just have a big smile on my face because I can just see the unfolding, and mm-hmm. and then I'm sure as as we begin and start working together in our process ultimately, at least it has been since I started esoteric, we ultimately will end up with esoteric, mm-hmm. um, the spiritual aspect um, mm-hmm. that, that I feel like um, in, my, in my little bubble, I feel like everybody knows what spirituality is and the spiritualness of us. But um, oftentimes when new people come into my life, they don't know. And so it's an opportunity to teach and uh, create awareness. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of that
1: calling. And Mm -hmm. so back to the discussion. It's nice because your work is a great doorway for that. It's a wonderful doorway into those kinds of topics because people need that you can they need something. Sometimes they don't know what they need. And so they at least they come in the door. Um, and start out as you did with working with the physical, but also seeing what's going to be coming down the road so that the whole thing can be worked with. It's yeah. a nice doorway. It, and, uh,
0: you know, I really, what I, when I'm so, when I say grateful, I'm so grateful that those people, they're a seed that has blossomed mm-hmm. to the ability for me to allow them to become aware of something much more grander yeah. Um, and, and such, and something much more helpful to aid them, help themselves. Versus, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not the source of healing; they are. Um, but I can give you some tools and some knowledge and some awareness that um, allows you to do that for yourself. So, in that, when we talk about esoteric healing, it, would you say from your own experience that there is a set number of times someone should get esoteric healing?
1: I would say really not. Um, It really depends on what's going on and and, um, what kind of shape they're in and what they're trying to work on. Um, Yeah, it's really going to vary from case to case and how they respond and that sort of thing.
0: So you're a teacher of this modality, um, Mm -hmm. and you teach for I-N-E-H, and now Uh uh, I'm certified through the National Association of Esoteric Healing, N-A-E-H. Yeah. just for our listeners to know that, you know, there's not just one organization out there. Can you share with
1: us what the difference is and what brought you sure. to healing? Yeah, really, the parent organization or the first organization was the International Network for Esoteric Healing. Esoteric Healing, um, as a class you could take and as a, a treatment modality kind of thing, um, started in England, Britain, um, in the 80s. And um, it, it's an interesting story of um, kind of a combination of a, a guy who was a radio engineer during the um, uh, Second World War. Um, he developed an ability to see energy. And then um, he was showing some people how to, how to work with energy. Somebody walked in his class that had read the Alice Bailey book, Esoteric Healing, and said, Hey, what you're talking about, it's in this book. And so that was Brenda Johnston. And so Brenda Johnston and a few others decided to um, develop some classes so they could teach other people. And so that whole thing has grown, and until esoteric healing is as a modality uh, is available all over the world at this point. And the INEH is still going on. It's I'd say more. Its major function has been more to create uh, to educate people to be teachers and then. Those teachers teach the classes. There's four basic classes, a level one through four, um, and those classes have been worked on for for a few decades now. Out of INEH, uh, one individual, um, uh, Dr. Barbara Briner, um, who was one of the first teachers in INEH, decided that she wanted to start an organization uh, in the U.S. At this point. And its purpose was to support practitioners of esoteric healing. And so the, the focus was more not just to teach classes, but also to put information out there, um, to um, provide a website with all kinds of things on it that practitioners of esoteric healing could benefit and then take and give to their clients and things like that. And then um, both organizations have a certification process, but NEH, um, they're, Process is more active at this point, and that's what you and I have been involved, involved with. Um, it's it's a nice certification process.
0: And so, any NAEH, if for those of you who are interested in the website, NAEHonline.org, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is the website that you can go to to get such great information. There's videos for understanding. There's Dr. Briner on there, who is my teacher um if you're interested in kind of diving a little bit
1: into curiosity about this particular modality um, there is yeah oh I was just going to say there's another website too um one one thing about neH online it will list the courses so that if you want to take a class you can'll you'll have you'll have a way to find teachers that way there's also esoteric healing dot org or dot com. I should have looked it up, and, and that's INEH of North America. And so all the North American teachers um, list their classes on that one too. Um, so one of the classes I just taught recently, I had somebody from out of town that had seen that particular website, so he could tell where classes were being offered.
0: So what's what um, stimulated you to want to teach?
1: You know, I just love this work so much. And, um, it, uh, I've watched it, see a lot of people through challenging times in their life. I had my own challenging time and esoteric healing really helped me quite a bit in a variety of ways. Um, Mm -hmm. I, f- I just feel, you know, there's a lot of energy work modalities uh, out there, and, and I've tried several of them. And so for me, esoteric healing is, seems to be a best match for me on a lot of levels. My body likes it better, too. The one thing about this work is, yes, we do everything according to the will of the soul, but because of how you align and attune, you are being blessed while you work with somebody. And so it also uh, feeds you. Um and another part of esoteric healing has to do with meditation. And so this was the vehicle for me to come to meditation and all of its many gifts. And so um, because I love it so much and I enjoy teaching, I wanted to make it available for other people. Um, you, you know how it is. You always think, oh, everybody should like this. <laughs> but, you know, you put it out there and the right folks come to it. And so I'm glad to get, I get to share it.
0: I. I'm always, uh, I'm a big skeptic, but I, I wasn't skeptical about esoteric, esoteric healing, but I'm always blown away about how powerful it is mm-hmm. and how much I learn when I work with somebody with it. It, it mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm always blown away and it's never the same blown away. It's always very different. Yeah. Um, it is so powerful. I can't even explain in words. Um, so who do you think, um, I'll, I'm going to ask later some stories from you because I know you've got some good stories about your love of esoteric. But who do you think is uh, would be considered a good candidate for learning esoteric healing? Or is there
1: one? Um, that's another good question. I've literally seen people from all walks of life in esoteric healing classes. And so some folks, you know, you think of more naturally would be, uh, I've seen a lot of massage therapists. I've seen, you know, PTs, body workers, those kind of folks. I've seen psychologists. I've seen physicians. I've seen, I had a, <laughs> a retired first and second grade teacher in a class last week. Um, I've, I've had housewives, um I had a carpenter once, I had a house painter once. And so um, people who are interested in, in knowing more, you learn a lot about yourself. You know, a lot of folks sign up for these classes cause they want to help other people. And of course, you know, I came in that, that door. And what I really didn't know, this is, you know, you're kind of ignorant about it initially is how much it ends up helping you. And so it really helps you to grow, but in a way that is, um, as you would say, very powerful. You learn a lot more about what's on inside and what you're about. And then you also come to understand other people better. And so you cut other people slack because you understand them better. So these classes are good for everybody. Sometimes people get a little put off by the anatomy and physiology, but it's taught in a way that's very accessible with lots of illustrations and it's not crazy um, because you're going to get a little of that. You're going to get psychology. And there's a, a quote about 90% of the causes of, of disease are at the psychological level. And with my health background, I found it interesting that uh, in the physicians and medical literature, they say 80% of disease is related to psychological problems like stress. And so you're going to learn some psychology in these classes. Um, and then the spirituality aspect of it is taught in, and is approached and learned about in a very broad way. And so people from all religions end up taking these classes um, and can identify with and are and not are not threatened by um, what is taught in terms of spirituality in these classes so it's that whole piece so we find some people come to class because they like spirituality some people come to class because they like the anatomy some people are psychologists and they want to come for that reason so anybody yeah
0: that's so true um, so y- your um, give me well, let me, let me ask this. You can do esoteric healing on people, but you can also do it on animals. So
1: uh-huh. I love
0: it. Yeah, Good stories and Keith's histories.
1: Well, um, one of the, the dogs I worked on was a rescue um, greyhound, and her name was Sabatini. And um, by the way, with esoteric healing, people probably already know, but you can work on people and animals from a distance. And This is where the quantum physics comes in. Energy follows thought. And so this dog was, I think, in Florida. And um, this was a very anxious dog. And she would get so anxious during thunderstorms and things like that, that she would go into a closet and literally try to get underneath the wall-to-wall carpeting. She would dig it up and get under that. So this is how anxious she was. It was, yeah, she's a sweetie. And so she had a great owner. This is another thing about esoteric healing. It, it is a it is a good adjunct to a variety of modalities, whether you're talking about animals or people. And so the the owner of Sabatini, you know, I talked to a vet, and we went through the, you know, the, thunder, the coat, the thunder sweater is helpful. Um, certain uh, flower remedies were helpful. We did energy work with Sabatini, which calmed her down quite a bit. And Sabatini was one of those who just needed a variety of modalities all at one time to handle what she was going through. So um, that was, you know, one example of how we, um, I don't hide what I do anymore. It used to embarrass me. It used to make me really nervous. <laughs> and if you work in a university, you go, hmm, and it was, uh, it was um uh, a good university and, um, affiliated with a particular, uh, faith. And so I hadn't, I didn't feel too comfortable for a little while, but after a while I just said, Hey, it is how it is. And so, um, you get to a point where you, you can uh, comfortably refer a person with an animal that needs to have, um, something looked into back to their vet and just say, Hey, you know, tell them there's an energy worker working with your dog, or your cat usually if it's a thyroid kind of thing, and you might want to check their thyroid, okay? So you work with all these various people too when you work with, with animals and, and people. So um, that would be one example would be Sabatini. The other, another example might be um, I had a, a, a client who had a cat who um, had um, never missed the litter box before, but started to miss litter box. And so um, uh, I worked with this cat. There's an intuitive aspect about esoteric healing, whether you're working with people or animals, and that is that intuitions come in. And um, so with this cat, what I came to realize is that um, the owner had a boyfriend move in, and the cat did not like the boyfriend. (laughs) And so um, we we had to do some work around that. So the other thing about working with animals is you're not just working with the animal, you're working with the animal and the person, their person, owner, or however you want to put that. Um, And there's a relationship there. And often, uh, not always, but if they have parallel maladies. There's something going on in both. And most people, when you approach it through the doorway of, please help my animal because everybody loves their pets, you know, Um, then sometimes it opens their thoughts about, oh, okay, that sounds familiar. There's something going on with me too. And so there's that nice relationship there. Um, You see that a lot. That's so interesting.
0: So you brought up a good point earlier. How do you feel esoteric or has it? has it grown or changed since 2001 to 2019 hmm do you think people are more accepting do you think that it's it's gotten more popular
1: i think it is slowly but surely becoming more well known um Popular is it's a, it's a different word. What I find is a lot of um, when you have something that's new, there's certain people that are attracted towards doing it, and they're kind of like pioneer people. And I think esoteric healing is still in that pioneer stage. So you're gonna you're gonna meet some people who are uh, strong people, want to get something started, that sort of thing. But they're not always the best people for doing marketing mm-hmm. and the graphics for that and all that kind of stuff. And so. I think as this develops, there'll be more of that. There's a way to communicate with the public in ways they're used to. And that means that um, how to get the word out is uh, always an interesting question. Um, When we advertise these classes, this is a dilemma I've always had. It's not my gift to, I've learned how to do flyers and things like that, but it's not, I would say it's not my strength. So as we grow Esoteric Healing, I think we're going to get better at communicating with a variety of people who get enthusiastic about it and then also promote it from their end, too. You know, they'll they'll say, you know what? This is really cool stuff. I want to show it to you. Um, uh, let, me, let me put it in this form so that you can see it. It's like watching the gentleman that um, spoke at our conference this year, the first guy. Um, uh, he's an osteopath and one thing I noticed he did a really good job of is he's he's making this more so that the the um, language is more understandable by the public and then also he has beautiful illustrations of things and so yes it is starting to get out there and um, it takes a village for all that to happen.
0: Yeah I'm always surprised because this started in the eighties and we're in mm-hmm. 2019. And when I first started going to classes, I was very surprised that it wasn't bigger than it mm-hmm. w- w- would be. And so I want to take this like commercial break, um, for listeners, this podcast is part of an, um, the idea of spreading this word of esoteric. And if if you as listening to this are interested or you know of someone, I, I would encourage you to share this podcast with a friend, a neighbor, uncle, aunt, or whoever you know that it maybe even be helped by this um, or um, would be interested in taking classes or just curious about it, they can go on the website um, because that's part of the reason I brought this to everyone's attentions because it is, it is such a, a, a powerful modality and I'm don't know why it's not more, it's not out there more. And mm-hmm. marketing is not my, not my thing. <laughs> uh, I it, it don't enjoy doing it, but I do have a podcast that I felt like, wow, what a, what an idea. And that's great marketing. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I want to, I'm 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 encouraged to try to um, create awareness I'm I'm my idea isn't to push esoteric on anyone it mm-hmm. is to bring the awareness that there is a beautiful form of healing out there or a work mo- a working modality that someone can very easily do that can be a house mom to a carpenter to a dentist to a nurse to a doctor to a personal trainer to an osteopathic physician and still bring this to the world and be very good at helping other people as in in doing it. Um, So, yeah, thank you for being here. And um, I wanted to ask another question. Do you feel like at any point in time, esoteric healing
1: could harm somebody? Could harm somebody. Ah. Um, it's, it's a good question. One of the things about working according to the will of the soul, when you set that intention, it's a very powerful intention. And so, um, it's a, it's a matter of trust that when you set that intention, this is how it is to be. And so that's one thing. We're, we're taught to be cautious in two situations, especially if you are new to this kind of work. Those two situations are when somebody has cancer, um, and it's certainly not to work on that area that has cancer because you're energizing that energy. You're energizing the circulation around that that um, particular growth, and so we're cautioned about that to stay away from that. The other is if you're not experienced to not work on someone who's pregnant, and um, that has to be done by someone who really knows what they're doing and is very careful and, and works around all of that. Um, so those are the two, um, I would say maybe even a third, and that is sometimes when a person is going through their transition, when they're in the dying process, um, you align in a tune, you ask permission, and this is where I would, I've experienced, um, I'd say half the time I get a yes, go ahead and, and work on this person, half the time I get a no, leave them alone. And so this is another time you want to be cautious and really listen and get a sense of, do I do this or not? It's always okay to align and attune. It's always okay to connect soul to soul to source. Um, But you have to ask permission to go beyond that. And so that would be the other thing I would think about. Mm, Very good answer.
0: Um, So the classes set up for the NAEH uh, was, was in the beginning, I didn't understand. Uh, now I do. But what was frustrating to me is when I started, I was so excited about it. I wanted to take a class and then in three months take another class and in three months take another class and just engulf in learning this as quickly as I could. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't work that way in NIH. And so essentially there's a class every six months. And so can you tell our listeners – why they can't just rush through this? Um, sure. Eight parts, um, one through four, is essential uh, for getting your certification. And it's mm-hmm. optional for you to pursue five through eight on your own if mm-hmm. you would like. So ex- once I was, it, it was explained to me and I experienced it, I now fully understand. But help the listeners uh, sure.
1: understand that. You know, when you were talking earlier, Ashley, about the fact that esoteric healing is very powerful, it is very powerful. Things change on all those levels. They have they have Im- impact and implications, and so when a person takes a class, it's it's usually a three to four day class, and what you're doing during that time is you listen to some lectures, you're doing some um, pretty deep meditations, and then you're also learning how to do the practical. So you're learning how to work on someone, and you're being worked on yourself. And so for those four days, that's a lot of energy and a lot of energy work, and it percolates. It it changes. It has an effect on a person over time. And so those changes take time. And it doesn't mean you can't practice it in, in those six months in between. It doesn't mean you can't meditate. What you do is you practice and meditate in between. Um, but it, it is better in terms of integrating the energies and the consciousness that, that happens over that six-month period of time to give yourself that time to integrate it. Now, one thing I do as a teacher, you know, I'm used to, I took the classes over and over again because I just love taking them. And I missed getting to do it in between, in the in-between classes time. So as a teacher, what I do is meet with my students once a month in between those classes. And so we do practice. We do uh, discuss. We do meditate and that sort of thing. And that way you can do it in the company of others and you don't feel so isolated and by yourself in between those classes. And so I found that's the, um, the best way I can support the students is, is touching in with them once a month um, and then answering questions because there's a lot to learn in these classes. Oh my goodness, there is. Man, that sounds wonderful.
0: I, I think you would be an amazing teacher. I, I, oh, I'm amazing. Um, so let me ask you this. When you were, my nosiness, when you were going through the classes, what were some things that evolved or happened to you through the process of the eight parts?
1: Wow, that's a, yeah. I would say if I'm looking at the beginning part of it, I was at a point in life where it, the perfect storm, you've heard that term. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Everything happened to me at once in my life at that point. I had a breakup of a 20-year relationship. My mother died. I went through menopause. I started having flashbacks about early childhood experiences. I changed a job that almost killed me. Um, and so all of it, you know, you can only tough it out so much. <laughs> I would reached my limit. And Esoteric healing came along at that time, and so I got to understand my life a little better through a different um, set of lenses, and I could understand what was going on with me, but also be supported by all of it, and so for me, that made a a huge difference, Um, and I forgot your question, so ask it again.
0: Yeah, just um how how going through the classes created self-realization for you.
1: Oh my god, yeah, it really changed. I'd kinda gotten away from my spirituality for a long time and esoteric kind of brought me back to it and it felt more real than what I had been involved with before, which I yeah, I was raised Catholic and I, I went through twelve years of Catholic school and I had good experiences. I had a great education and um you know, if anything it, it taught me we have a soul. And so, um, and it taught me we had helpers and that sort of thing. And so there were many gifts, but I kind of, I dropped it. And so esoteric healing gave me a broader view of spirituality that I could much more easily identify with and um, not be triggered by past things. And so it really made a big difference for me in that standpoint. And it gave me hope. Um, during a time when it was tough to have that. So I found that the people I met in Esoteric, my teachers, um, the philosophy itself, really helped me to have, to start on a different path for the rest of my life. So it really changed me from that standpoint. I I learned a lot, and um, I got directed in a better direction that really worked out much better.
0: You know, I find that um, because my classes through check there was always there were always classes of amazing people mm-hmm. and i'm i feel yeah. like I'm blessed to also feel that in my esoteric classes because when you start apart and you follow the path you have the same class that continues to come back and you know people trickle off and new people come mm-hmm. in um but I not, it, it is such a supportive, unconditional, loving group of people mm-hmm. that you just don't meet anywhere. Um, and it's like a family, essentially. I, I feel like there are a couple people in my class that I will forever know and always have communication with. I don't know that I'll stop taking classes, um, but uh, I, I know that I will always be integrated with these particular people that, and I think there are like three or four that from my part one to eight are, we're all still together. Um, One of the things I wanted to uh, make mention of is as it relates to esoteric healing, we also learn this and can help our work on ourselves. Correct. Mm -hmm. And is there ever a point where working on ourselves isn't helpful? (laughs)
1: No. (laughs) It's always helpful. It's always helpful. The other thing is, whether you're working on yourself or working on somebody else, energy doesn't lie. It is what it is. And so one of the things about esoteric healing, this is, I think, also why you get close to folks in your class, it's it, you're very uh, naked and vulnerable when it comes to energy, it, because however you are is what shows up. And so part of this is is to be okay with that, and part of it is that 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 there's a certain sense of trust that is developed with the people in your class, and then from that also you get to know yourself better. So when you're looking at um, you know, uh, a certain situation in 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 the home that you're in, and that kind of thing. And you go in, and you go, okay. I can tell I'm really stirred up. Let me just see what's going on. <laughs> and you go in, and you go, okay, yeah. There there's some issues here. Let's see if we can do some breathing, and let let's see if we can do some things to help ourselves so that we're we're in a in a, a better state that's more helpful to ourselves and to others. Um, so. Yeah, it, the thing about the energy is you're not working only working on the balance and things, but it's also a way of assessing how things are. Um, and that's um, good information. Yeah, uh,
0: I couldn't agree with more. Well, it's almost an hour, and I, I know that I promised you 60 minutes. So we're going to close uh, with giving uh, an email address that if anybody's interested in contacting Constance about any more information as it relates to esoteric healing... She can be um, uh, um, contacted through her email address, which is Constance, which is C O N S T A N C E dot Healing Energy at Gmail dot com. Uh, and you guys know where to reach me. I'm at lots of places. I can be at dot com. I'm at Ashley's Good Cheese Circle on Facebook. I have an Instagram, which is BalanceBody or Ashley at balancebod.com is my personal email. You're always welcome to contact questions, comments, anything of the above. I'm here to help, inspire, hopefully, motivate in any way I can so we can all raise a little bit of consciousness and be better people in this humanity and society and love and um, support each other through the good times, bad times, and not, you know, so so times. Uh, so thanks, Constance, um, for sharing your energy and love. We appreciate all your wisdom. Um, really, really, really
1: appreciate it. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you for all you do, but who you be. I thank appreciate you. it. Thank Take you. care. Okay, bye-bye.